0: Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to football in general. It's Rob Case and Trevor Koppel. Trevor, if you were to hold out on me in this podcast, how much would I have to pay to bring you back?
1: Uh, you know, uh, let's just say uh, a full tank of gasoline. That's asking a lot. Uh, wow.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's, I don't know about this. Uh, listen, listen, the, uh, the overhead and the budget on this podcast is minimal. And by minimal, I mean zero. (laughs) It might even be negative. We might have lost a lot of money on this. So I don't know if we're (laughs) going to be able to afford any gas. If anything, to set it on fire, that's about it. Does that sounds like
1: right. a plan. I need I need 3 <laughs> sticks of gum. I won't take any less. Oh, all, right. <laughs> all right. All so right. You
0: say here to report co- yeah, here to chew gum and report a co- report record a podcast. Easy for me to say. And you're all and you're all out of gum, right?
1: That's right. I okay. need some gum.
0: <laughs> well, um, if you were a popular NFL quarterback and you weren't getting paid what you want, would you A hold out in your OTAs, B complain about it on social media, or C fire agent? Or D, all of the above. Which one?
1: Well, I wouldn't complain about it on social media. What the heck's that going to do?
0: You want to ask Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson that question? Yeah. So let's talk about I, it.
1: There's lots of things you can do. I, I mean, firing your agent is going to definitely, you know, change things up in that in that arena. But complaining on social media that's just, yeah, I, I don't see how that gets you anywhere closer to your goals.
0: It's a millennial thing to do. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or Gen Z, whatever these kids are. Yeah, I'm yelling at the clouds. This is Yelling at the Clouds podcast. <laughs> Welcome. You know, I've been doing it for about almost over a year now, yelling at clouds and claiming yeah. this is therapy, which is not. It just makes me more angry yeah. sometimes. What do you think about Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson holding out, first off, and not, not attending
1: OTAs? I mean it's 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 a situation we've seen before, right? I mean not always with quarterbacks, but uh you know, the longer these guys hold out, the more the more it hurts the team in a lot of ways. It might work out for the player, but if you always put the player in the context of a team sport, I think it's a net negative. Um and maybe the guys in the locker room feel differently than I do, but you just, you know, let's get this stuff figured out. And then we're a team. Uh, And OTAs are, that's a stepping stone towards being a team that's ready to play uh, come September. So it's uh, ultimately a detriment to the organization that they don't have everybody that needs to be there participating. Well, and you know, it's funny. You said it. it's a detriment of the team.
0: Literally, the the word team is in OTAs, off season team activities, right? Right. <laughs> so, like, if there's, I mean, if there's anything in terms of building continuity, and like, in the term, and the and especially in, in the sense of Colin uh, Murray, like, you have a new receiver, right? You have a few new receivers, in fact. Um, you know. Uh, it's going to be imperative that you get used to the guys you have because you're not going to have DeAndre Hopkins for six games, you know. So, like, what's like, what what, do you, what is what do you stand to gain by holding out? I guess is what you're trying to say,
1: right? Right, but, and it's it's yeah. only the the personal gains. It's it's all about this player's money. Um, and and I'm not trying to say that that they're wrong to 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 think that they deserve more of the money than they have. Um, I see it as a failure, you know, it takes two to, to end up in this sort of a failed scenario. Um, so I blame the, uh, you know, the front office, whatever you want to, uh, you know, whoever's making those decisions. Uh, it's it's as much on them as it is on the player to not have these sort of things ironed out in time that, uh, that they're ready to go for OTAs.
0: What do you think about... <clears throat> the way that the Cardinals have approached this situation in particular, because like I I mentioned a a, a series of like, yeah, you know, like multiple choice, which one would you do? Or if you would do any of them or all, or what have you. Um, But like, you know, he, Kyle Murray pronouns post, like took all his Cardinals related stuff off of Twitter. um, Basically kind of bashed them to some degree. Arizona really has done nothing about it. How would you approach it if you were in the front office?
1: Man, that's a that's a tricky situation. Yeah, uh, it, that's a difficult spot to, to empathize empathize with. Um, partly because I'm I'm a I'm a Kyler Murray fan. I, I don't like uh, acknowledging that that he's acting like a bit of a bit of a prima donna in this in this situation. Um, but uh, on, honestly, I I would hope the front office doesn't uh doesn't let things like removing all of it from social media like like if I'm the front office I do not care what Kyler Murray is or is not putting on his social media account like that that is not what we're in the building to even acknowledge um it, it, I mean i it, I think some of these teams would be better off if none of their players had social media um mm-hmm so, so ultimately, I, I, I hope that that from the perspective of the front office is like not a factor. Um, kind of like how complaining about it on social media is also just like you, you expect the front office to see what you posted and change their mind because uh, it's not gonna happen. right? So what
0: like so what about the fans though? Does't does that influence the front office's <clears throat> reaction if the fans are? Or, or like news outlets, or radio, or something like that, like if they're reporting uh, on it and reacting to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean that yeah. that is a big part of it. But yeah. uh, again, I, I feel like the fans. I'm, I'm sure there are Cardinal fans out there that live and die with the fact that Kyler Murray is their quarterback. But I, I got to think that that's a small, uh, small part of the overall fan base you think and if 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 I'm a diehard Cardinals fan I'm I'm probably not happy with either player in this in this situation the front office or Kyler Murray mm. and uh I'd be you know I'd just be anxious for it to get ironed out uh you know whichever side's going to give into the other I'm for it.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> I can't disagree, right? I mean, you just want him on the field <laughs> cuz Ultimately, what, what is your other option? Like backup, nameless backup quarterback A, nameless backup quarterback B, <laughs> guy off-street, guy he played in USFL in the spring, you know? Huh. Uh, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe? Oh, maybe. man. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to him in a bit, right? Huh. So I I can't help it. You know, I live in Arizona, right? I don't listen to Arizona radio. Well, I live in Tucson, so, you know, for perspective. And, uh, you know, maybe my. You know, the everybody wants the mystery of where I live in Arizona because you want to come find me for whatever reason, The things I say on this, <laughs> this show, <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. It's not hard to find me. You know, so um, oh, man, this whole time yeah. they've
1: been looking for you up in uh, Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, New
0: Hampshire. Uh, Who's counting? So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, right, New England. But uh, you know, the way I look at it is like if you know, I, I conjugate with Arizona Cardinals fans. I talk to them quite a bit out here. I think a lot of people are sick of it, man. A lot of people don't like Kyler Murray out here. Cause because of the his antics, well, his behavior. And not only that, but his, his his performance in the second half of every season he's been in.
1: So been, that that's exactly you know it makes sense to me that that the the diehard Cardinals fans are less than stellar with Kyler Murray at this point um right. because you put Kyler Murray's NFL career in a nutshell it was oh my god this this little guy can really ball out you know let's raise the roof on our expectations and then never uh never really manifested beyond that and it's like okay we know how good he can be but can he be that good every time he needs to be to get this team where it wants to go, which ultimately is the Super Bowl. Um, so until that happens, it's not going to be enough. You know, it's not like the Cardinals are going to have a great year with Kyler Murray. They're going to make the playoffs, uh, lose in the divisional round, and the fans will be, like, just thrilled with Kyler Murray. That's not, uh, <laughs> he, He's, he's yeah. raised the expectations on what he can do for this team so high that that's what it is now. And so – to not deliver that, to, to to finish the season the way he he has the last couple of years, and now to be playing these games when you know yeah the fan base definitely would rather see him focused on you know being the best leader that this team can have this year. Um. Uh. So yeah, I I, I think uh, I'm not surprised that that the more serious Arizona fans are are. Kind of cooling on on how much they they want to put Kyler Murray on a pedestal because he, he, he's already up there right
0: right I mean, and you're so right, and honestly like he's this just kind of wears out his welcome like why would you know th- there's not a team that's they haven't won anything literally i I don't mean to make it sound like they're like a mediocre franchise, but I mean they kind of are
1: <laughs> no but I mean but they, they kind of are they' got a, they've got a lot of potential. But, but yeah, I, have they have they won what? the division with Kyler Murray? I don't think so.
0: No, no. And then the, the NFC West—they're not going to win the division with him. Not when the not while like the Rams are there. Sean McVay's That's head what coach. I mean.
1: You know the Rams, uh, the 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 Forty Niners are contenders almost True. every year. Yeah, uh, the Seahawks until recently were right. uh, were a real force to be dealt with. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I, uh, I you know. Kyler Murray has a lot left to deliver uh, before people are not going to take issue with him asking for more money.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's fair. I mean, so let me ask you this. If he wins a playoff game this year, right? If they go to the playoffs and they win a game, let's just say one game. Let's start with one game, right? Start small. (laughs) Aim small, miss small, if you've seen the Patriots. Um, <laughs> come on, That's a good one. That's a good come one. on, I'll, I'll give come you on. that one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if, if he wins one playoff game, do you think, uh, we can engage in this discussion and maybe he'll have grounds to hold out? Cause they picked up his fifth year option. So he's going to be th- here through next year too. 2023. Right. So, you know,
1: I think, uh, I think, it, I think it depends on the playoff game. Um, okay. Well, what's, you know, what, what are talking, talking about? Winning the uh, you know whoever comes out of the NFC least, uh, you know, <laughs> okay. So and and also it's it's kind of for me it's how how did you get into the playoffs? If they're a wild card team and they win in the wild card round, I don't think that's enough. You know, if they if they win their division and advance past whatever wild card matchup they have to the divisional round. Then maybe, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: You're telling me Super Wild Card Weekend, the biggest wild card weekend of the year, of ever, of ever, of ever, of any NFL weekend ever, that's ever, (laughs) ever been around, you wouldn't consider that a big win on Super Wild Card Weekend that lasts through Monday night? (laughs) That That goes from weekend to Monday (laughs) night. We had to extend the weekend to Monday. Everybody has Monday off. That's it. We're shutting it down because it's Super Wild Card Weekend. Um... You know, it, it's, he's kind of an enigma to me. I think that's why we talked about him so long because he's one of those. He's a guy that came in with a lot of hype, and he was and he was supposed to. He was a first round, first round pick in the MLB, first round pick in the NFL. Super athletic guy. We just and it could be because of Cliff Kingsbury. We just haven't seen anything out of him that we thought we would. I mean, he's a great player. He's he balls out, like you said earlier. But like outside of that, um, I mean, Derek Carr's balled out. <laughs> You know, I mean, what what has that got him? You know, I mean, uh, you can think of a, a bunch of guys have balled out at times. Kirk Cousins has balled out, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I've um, seen it happen, which is why it's so yeah. heartbreaking when it doesn't happen. <laughs>
0: right, right. Um, you know, I'm sure there's other examples of balling out, so to speak, you know. Um, but uh, he remains kind of an enigma, him and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's another one. And he's won playoff games, and he and he was an a, um, he was NFL MVP, you know. Um Highlight reels, guy, a guy you'll see that spin move he put on Cincinnati a couple of years ago is on every NFL highlight film from that time until we're, we're dead. He'll be there forever, you know. Um, what do you think about his situation? Is he worthy of another contract, or is he kind of one of those? You know, I think Kyler Murray is more talented. That's just my opinion, but is he? No,
1: I, I think that's an interesting comparison because yeah. I do think that Kyler Murray is the better overall. NFL quarterback. Um, right. But at the same time, man, I feel like uh, Lamar Jackson has a much stronger position to bargain from uh, because I think he's done more for his team than Kyler Murray has. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. And he's actually won playoff games. And that's what I mean. He's, yeah. he's had more success right. with the franchise that he's on. Right. Um, so, you know, when, when I talk about Lamar Jackson, and I could say the same of Kyler Murray, but I, I, I often... Refer to him as the X factor in a game. Um, you know the, it, the way I see it: when Lamar Jackson's healthy, it, it doesn't really matter what else transpires leading up to or even during a, a a Ravens game. It's not over till it's over, and until it's over, they have a chance to win because they've got Lamar Jackson. Um, right. Now that's the way you want it to be with Kyler Murray. But we just we just haven't seen it as many times, so it doesn't feel like it's there.
0: Hmm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, it, what's the right word? What's the right phrase here? Guilty until proven innocent, right? right. <laughs> Basically. So um, I'd like to see Kyler Murray ball out this season. What do you think the chances are of that happening if he if he gets a contract, he's happy and everything lines up? Because I think that's going to have an effect on his performance too.
1: I mean, I think I think if they get the whole thing figured out there's a lot of potential there. Um, the, the division itself, I know the, the Rams are defending Super Bowl champions, but the, the, the Seahawks are without Russell Wilson. The, the 49ers are, you know, man, they're so tough to read going into each season and somehow they end up, uh, you know, a pretty solid program, but you just never know what they're going to be like. I see a window opening up in this division. Um, and, uh, Kyler Murray with uh Hollywood Brown Marquise Brown uh there's there's potential there we could see Kyler Murray's most prolific NFL season yet but it's it's kind of up to him Cliff Kingsbury and the rest of the offense uh to show us that
0: yeah I agree um wow it's really up to Cliff Kingsbury if he blows it again (laughs) If he just can't make the right calls, or if he just somehow gets out coached,
1: he's he's
0: not a good coach, right? I mean, I Jesus. mean that
1: that's an interesting debate. Uh, you know, why is it even a debate? They were like he's, nine. He's like done nine some in- really interesting things, and I mean, yeah. even if he's he's had a big impact on the game at the college and professional level. Um, he,
0: he had Mahomes at Texas Tech.
1: He had Mahomes, right? Right. Mahomes had Cliff. Cliff Kingberry. Oh, Jesus Cliff Christ! Cliff Kingsbury.
0: <laughs> Kingsbury. So,
1: yeah. just singular know, uh, king.
0: Kingberry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I I think uh, <clears throat> I think it's a little too early to say, you know, because if the Cardinals go on a run and win a win a championship sometime in the next couple years, then uh, you know the the story on Cliff Kingsbury really changes. <laughs> I guess
0: so. I mean, yeah. Any narrative is going to change if you win the Super Bowl. I mean, Doug Peterson went to the Super Bowl, you know, and won it. Oh, um, man, Doug wh- whether, Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> whether or not like he's a good coach is, I think, a really honest debate. You know, um, no, that's what
1: I mean. Like I geez. remember the like the couple of years after their Super Bowl yeah. win, Cle- you know, uh, uh, Doug Peterson. That was like a big. Na- oh, ooh, he's going to go here. He's going to do big things here. He look what he did in Philadelphia. But, like, it's been nothing since then.
0: <laughs> yeah, literally nothing. Now he's in Jacksonville in that dumpster fire.
1: Poor That's Trevor Lawrence. It's like, it's like, Good God. So, so, yeah, yeah it, it definitely does, whether it's, it's, whether it's for the long-term or short-term, the Super Bowl really has a way of of uh, uh, changing the way we look at these guys.
0: Yeah, no question. Um, oh, you brought up the San Francisco 49ers earlier. Here's a guy who's been holding out the whole time and uh, most likely probably won't play for the 49ers season. That's Debo Samuel. <laughs> he reportedly requested a trade. Uh, we talked about it maybe a few months ago, but it's back up because now he's not attending OTAs and now we see what San Francisco looks like on the field without him. With Trey Lance at presumably at starting quarterback, is this a uh situation to monitor moving forward? Question mark. Well,
1: and it it certainly makes it interesting to non-49er fans. Um, I mean, I've never really had a, a lot of reasons to care one way or the other uh, whether or not that, that organization is successful or not. Uh, but they do get interesting at times. And right now, you know, oh, you know, they're going to have a new quarterback who we haven't really seen you know, play a season yet. New uh, offensive coordinator. Their, their best offensive yeah. weapon, Debo yeah. Samuel, uh, both catching the ball and running the ball, could be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And yet I still feel like the identity of that team is Shanahan. And, you know, do we need a quarterback to run the ball as efficiently as as they always do? And, uh, you know, Debo Samuel, as special as a wide receiver as he is, is he an irreplaceable part of the run game? Yeah. and so I guess what I'd say is I could, I could see it go either way. We could see the 49ers really regress this year, or they could be the same 49ers they've been the last three or four years.
0: Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. They're they're able to just kind of plug and play on system pieces. Like maybe yeah. Debo Samuel's a really good system piece, and he's a really good system player. He probably isn't, but we don't know that because Shanahan's right. such a good offensive coach that like he can take sort of, uh, just like his dad could. Didn't his dad have like four or five different Running backs five years in a row run for a thousand yards in Denver. I man, will give.
1: I, I don't know, but I would not be surprised if okay. that was true. Yeah.
0: I, I should not be able to name them, but I'm going to try. So Mike Anderson, right? Alandis Gary, Clinton Portis, Terrell Davis. <laughs> That's four.
1: That was remember, four years in a row. Remember Clinton Portis. It's Clinton Portis, <laughs> man.
0: Yeah. Remember Clinton Portis and Mike Anderson and Landis <laughs> Gary. If you're if you're <laughs> if you're in Denver and you're listening to this podcast and you just heard those four names. I want you to turn it off. It's not going to get any better.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the rest of the podcast isn't going to be as not, well. It's not going well to get, get any better than
0: that for you. <laughs> it's not going to get any better than that. You know, so it's um, you it, you you might be right though. I think that's a good take. It's just like uh, it's a big system. Uh, maybe they can find a guy that'll that'll kind of plug and play the way he does. I, I probably not, but realistically, it's it's Kyle Shanahan and he's like an offensive wizard. And, like, he, all these different offensive coaches have come out of his system, like Sean McVay. And, you know, there's a litany of them, literally a massive list of them who have been successful to some degree, you know. So um, it's interesting. though. I think Debo Samuel a great player, though. I, I do think he's very versatile. I think he's an excellent. He's excellent in open space, like, super good. And, like, when we all thought Percy Harvin would be amazing like him, uh, he's, like, what we thought Percy Harvey would be. Percy Harvin would be coming out of college, you know.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: So we'll see maybe he gets traded. Maybe he does, you know? Um it could be like a Tyree Hill sort of ransom. Um or he doesn't play at all. It's weird. I it's so weird. Uh, can you remember any season where there's like been this many players are holding out who just won't play? Who just may not no, play?
1: I I mean it, I, it, it may have happened before, but I certainly can't remember. Um it, it's it's pretty crazy. It, it, there's so many that I'm sure we're forgetting to mention all of them. There's several.
0: I mean, we only mentioned like three. Uh, th- it would take two podcasts to probably talk about all the situations and everything else that are going around them and why we think they may or may not go. Or they will. Or they won't. Or they, who knows. Or we hmm. get Drew, Drew Rosenhaus on one of them, you know, on one of these casts. And at least somebody he can explain what's going on because it's literally r- ridiculous, you know. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, I can think of players that have held out for – like, you know, back in the 80s and the 90s, like, John Elway held out. He went, he got drafted by the Colts, didn't play, you know? Uh, <laughs> here's, one, here's one for everybody. Uh, Billy Joe Hobart, right? Um, <laughs> uh, only because I've been watching a lot of NFL yearbook li- r- lately. Uh, boy, huh. it's, <laughs> it's not much to do on a treadmill other than watch NFL yearbook, if you're a nerd like me. Um, held out for the New Orleans Saints back in 1990, you know? And he was terrible. He was a terrible quarterback. And he held out, so it's it's happens. It's just like I don't remember a season where position players and defensive players, and there's just a, a large list at this point that's happened in the last few years. It's ridiculous. Um, what, going back to OTA, not to like completely just you know only talk about the OTAs, but it is you know June here. Um, what do you think? Is there anything to interpret? Like, what what do you think happened? Uh, I'm not sure how to even phrase this, but what do you think? Like, is it okay? Here we go. Should should they won, And is it okay that they do? Uh, like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers not go to OTAs?
1: I mean, that's a, that's another tough one. Uh, on one hand, these guys they they know who they are uh, as quarterbacks, and there's uh, there's probably less. Uh, to be gained for them every every year that they remain in the league by attending the OTAs uh, but on the other hand the uh, you know what they can provide the rest of the team in these situations also increases every year that they remain in the league so there's a real give and take to them not participating so I guess what it really comes down to is, Uh, How much do you value, you know, their, you know, autonomy and being able to to make up their own minds about this sort of thing? And, you know, the rest of the team needs to be hard at work. I don't because I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm Tom Brady, and and I know what the hell I'm doing.
0: I think that's fair. I I mean, do they really need
1: extra reps, you know? No, and and that's what like, I mean they, like, they, them, they certainly you know? don't but uh, yeah. but the rest of the team i I think you could argue could benefit from, oh, from having those from having them there. at OTAs yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, especially in Brady's case because he's kind of like another he, well he's going to be like basically like an offensive coordinator there this year and a, right. and a GM and an owner and possibly other things maybe like water boy you know i don't I don't know the amount of positions that Brady plays on that team you know. But here's a quote from Brady too. He's been skipping OTAs for years now. He called the workouts too competitive. What do you think too competitive means? Like if people are trying to make the team, there's ninety guys out there, and it's just too too quick, too too early to be this like kinda, you know, this level, basically.
1: Yeah, I'd be interested to hear uh him expand on, on that comment because yeah. I wonder what what he does mean, like, oh uh does he mean he just doesn't enjoy seeing the cutthroat nature of of, of the guys that aren't sure they're going to make it, <laughs> trying to make it? It's like too um, traumatic. <laughs> does he mean like, oh, I, I can't really contribute until they figure out who who stays and who goes, and then then, then it's worth my time to be there? Um, I'm not sure what he means by that. That's, yeah. that's kind of a puzzle. Yeah, it's
0: a little vague. I, if I had to guess, it probably means it's too competitive, meaning like they're too much of a risk of injury. You know, like it's right, just, right. there's and, too much and going and on
1: guys here. not yeah. those guys that aren't sure if they're going to be be there come September, you know, they're not worried about injury as much as they're worried about impressing the people watching. Right. So, that, right. that makes sense.
0: Yeah, they kind of have nothing to lose. Like, I'll just go out there and bust my butt, and if I get hurt, like, well, I'm not going to make the team anyway. <laughs> you know, right, so but... I might as well take out Brady with me or something. I, I, don't, I don't know if i that actually happens, but it is what huh. it is. <laughs> so... Um, with Aaron Rodgers, like here's my here's the interesting part about it. Like, didn't isn't gonna go to eat OTAs, but has doesn't have Devontae Adams this year. Like, you, you, it was a good take by saying like the, they probably would still benefit from having him out there. I mean, they don't have Mark Marquez Valdez canceling. Um Then they lose they lost somebody else too off the top of my head. I can't remember. So like he's got a lot of different receivers. One of them being Christian Watson, who's a second round pick. You know. You think that would help just to get some rapport built with them a little bit
1: early on? I mean, I certainly do. Yeah. Um, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers show. I'm a, I'm a big Here fan of Aaron Rodgers not attending OTAs. <laughs> now I got it.
0: <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> from a yeah, from an objective, from a subjective point of view, I, I understand that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I just. I guess I'm just saying it to like because what what do we do here? Anytime Aaron Rodgers gets some good news, it's just podcast gold, you know. Like you you, re, you really <laughs> you can't miss with this guy. He just doesn't miss when it comes to making anything noteworthy, you know. Um, it ju- you just get the same story with him every year though. This is the second year in a row he isn't he's not going to attend him, you know. Um, yeah. It just and he didn't attend him last year because he was pouting, <laughs> you know. Um, he's just a, ah, he's, he's really annoying, but in a good way (laughs) for me, at least. So uh, (laughs) something to talk
1: about, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In the slow June off season, um, speaking of slow June off seasons, um, what are your thoughts on, well, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Frank Gore officially retire? Uh, any reflection on their careers? Let's start with Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: Yeah. It's kind of a, a, a bittersweet thing, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. You know, parting is such sweet sorrow because, you know, uh, I mean, I I think a lot of of, uh, fans of the NFL, whether they're casual or or die hard for their team or or just love soaking up as much of the league as they can, uh, with Fitzpatrick, it's, you know, it's become that thing like, oh, who's he going to play for this year? And, you know, I I know there's a a lot of guys out there that collect – the Ryan Fitzpatrick jerseys, because there are so many of them, um, and uh, and that's coming to a conclusion now. There there won't be, you know, a, a Vikings Ryan Fitzpatrick jersey, and uh, until he retired, you could see it happening. Um, so so that that's kind of uh, you know we're gonna miss that, um, and the same thing with Frank Gore. Just man, just watching him you know climb that that all time yardage leaderboard slowly every year, just creeping up that list um you know it's uh you know oh how high will he go well now now you know um <laughs> and what is he like uh is, is sixth or seventh somewhere uh, on that he's pretty high on that list now i think yeah um, yeah for for all time yards and uh and he's done, you know yeah. um these guys can't play forever. Six or seven. Um, no, two, he's like Two third. guys that you love. Third. Yeah, I was gonna say he might yeah. be even higher. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So uh, the these two guys. Uh, at the same time, you know, uh, it's sad to say that that this is the way it is. But part of me is kind of relieved that, you know, these are two players that I like, that have had long careers, they're going to be done now, and they're, scandal free. You know.
0: It is refreshing.
1: It's not. They didn't you know, have to retire for, uh, yeah, for that, that reason. That's right. right. Or they right. didn't, uh, you know, they didn't, you know, accidentally shoot themselves, or, uh, or uh, you know, you know, get you just, get pissy with the with the head coach and and walk off the field. You know, <laughs> these guys played the game the best they could for as long as they could, um, enjoyed the hell out of it, and uh, and they're done. Did you say placcidentally? accidentally? earlier yes i did (laughs) wow what
0: a a pun (laughs) right over my head a little bit there that's that's an excellent pun um what what about frank gore like i'll get to ryan fitzpatrick in a second but it's just interesting you say okay so we had discussion he's third on the list in rushing long career i don't do you ever consider him to be like a before we get to like a hall of fame discussion that'll be next do you did you ever consider him to be like a top five running back in the league
1: You know, I think he could have been, but it's, it's, man, it's been a long time since I think he could be put in that discussion.
0: Well, even when he was, let's say, okay, his second year he had 1,600 yards, right? Uh, Rushing, right? right? So I I assume, like, he was probably in the upper echelon. But what was San Francisco doing in 2005, 2006? I mean, were they even relevant? You know, like, is is he, I I guess what I'm trying to say is when you consider, like, before we talk about Hall of Fame, you kind of have to have a resume, you know? Okay, third right. on list in rushing. Well, what like what you else know, I, about him? I
1: take your point. I take your you point. Know? You know, yeah. Who, uh, you know who would uh, Terrell Davis be if the Broncos hadn't won the Super Bowl?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, he's two thousand yards, eight thousand yards in four years. Like, uh, but uh, did he go to the playoffs or what was his impact? And you, you can't, you kind of have a different memory of him because they won two Super Bowls and he was running. Uh, fairly well in both those those games, you know. I think he had the, the migraines, right? One of those games. I don't know if he played in one of them, right? But right. Yeah. So you know, it, it's yeah. So what do you think? Uh, let's just get. It. Do you think he's a Hall of Fame player? Is he a you know, like a so I'll, I'll a decade it's, player?
1: It's, it's not just where he sits on the all time rushing yards list that that itself is very impressive. But that aside, um. You know, he may not have been a top five running back ever. Um, Certainly, certainly not for a long time. Um, But I I think that uh, people who love this game, you love this game long enough, and you 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 eventually gain a real respect for longevity, Um, and. You know, even even uh, you know some of these running backs that stick around, uh, you know they they they're really not that impactful on some of the teams that they linger on. Frank Gore contributed to the teams he played for in a very real way for a long long time, Hmm. and and I think that that for me for me that is the best bid for his uh, making it into the Hall of Fame.
0: No oh, longevity. And that, yeah, like the Curtis Martin effect, basically. Is that what you're saying? Right, yeah. Like, where is Curtis Martin in the Hall of Fame? I hope so. Um, let me see here. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Like, so Frank Gore, right? And I don't know how they rate this Hall of Fame monitor um, statistic on profootballreference.com, but it's it's a really good, like, it's like a war stat for, like, baseball or, like, uh, basketball was like win win above win above replacement value. So basically, the person who replaced you, how many wins do you replace? How many how many wins are you expected? They expect to lose if you're not in the lineup. For example, right. So right. Frank Gore's accumulative WAR or his value is 100.05. The average Hall of Fame running back is 107. So he's either just under that, depending on how you like want to look at that statistic, or he is a Hall of Fame running back. And here's some guys that are in the Hall of Fame, right? I didn't even know this. But let's start with Edgreen James. Hall was, of Fame player? I
1: almost mentioned Edgreen
0: James. <laughs> is he a oh, Hall of Fame uh, player? I don't uh, I don't know, you know? I don't What do you think? Edrian James, Hall of Fame player. I, I,
1: Play. I don't think that he is. Um He's on Hall of Fame? I, I think he's a really great. I mean, he, he had some seasons that were absolutely incredible where he was unstoppable. Uh it was, what, am I thinking of him with the Colts?
0: Yeah, he was incredible with the Colts. Colts. His yeah. rookie year, he had uh, 2,000 yards from scrimmage and scored 17 touchdowns. His second year, he had 2,400 yards and scored 18 touchdowns.
1: Right, but wow. But what did the Colts do in those seasons?
0: Nothing. <laughs> they were Not one, and, I mean, one and so, done. One so, and done yeah,
1: Ed, Edron James came to mind when we were discussing earlier about how... Uh, you know Frank Gore's best years were on a team that that didn't really go anywhere, um, and that, that the Edron James was the name that came to mind. Yeah, um, and and you know, you, so you're saying Edron James is or isn't in the Hall of Fame? He he, he is, he is. In the so Hall that's so I feel if Edron James is in the, the Hall of Fame, I would I would I would definitely put Frank Gore in.
0: That seems like a, a fair um, like. Barometer, right? The Edrew James Barometer, <laughs> right. if there is one. Okay, so let me throw another name at you, just for the hell of it, right? Since we're on the discussion of him. Jerome Bettis is in the Hall of Fame. Is Jerome Bettis a Hall of Fame player?
1: He is. In okay. my opinion, he is. Um, I, I don't know his career stats. I just know that uh, he was really, really uh, an amazing player to watch. Uh, when I was still a pretty young uh, football fan. And uh, and then there's the uh, the Super Bowl win. So, Right, right. Hmm, let's look here. So at, Jerome
0: Bettis, 70, 75.94 um, Hall of Fame monitor points. Average Hall of Fame running back is 107. So that's where they got him a Pro Football Reference, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Um, before I go to my next point about <laughs> Frank Gore. Wow, or just poor Frank Gore. If he listen to this, he's like, dude, shut up. I'm, I'm going. I'm going in. Stop talking about it. Um, there, here's an interesting player here. So um, Thurman Thomas, Hall of Fame player, question mark.
1: I mean, I would think so. You would think so? Yeah. Yeah. You're telling me he's not in? Um, I don't know. I, You know, I have a weird...
0: You know, like those Buffalo teams are great, right? In the '90s, uh. um, but they lost four Super Bowls. And I don't know if, like, if I think about those teams, like if Thurman Thomas comes to mind. You know,
1: right? Like well, I think so about that's that's another interesting, you know, little, you know, the 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 Buffalo team that lost four Super Bowls in a row is such a unique situation because. You know, as a, you know, for the fans, uh, for people that are critical of that team, like, oh, yeah, you lost it four years in a row. Um, but really, if, if you were to explain the game of football and explain this league to someone who, who had, had no uh, perspective on it before and has no reason to, uh, to favor one organization or player more than any other, um, you'd explain the story of of the Bills losing the Super Bowl four years in a row, and that person probably would see it as—I the, mean, they mm-hmm. lost the Super Bowl four years in a row. That's that's not a slight. That's it's only a slight because we want to win it all. That going to the Super Bowl four years in a row and not winning—that's a major accomplishment. No, no uh, question. No so, question. so I I really do think that players like Thurman Thomas absolutely deserve to be in. Okay, all
0: right. Um, fair enough. I just, I just don't know if I think of Thurman Thomas in terms of like Hall of Fame talent because when I think of those Bills teams, not be, not only because of Super Bowl, but because I think of here's what I think of first: Jim Kelly, Andre Reed, Bruce Smith, right? Cornelius Bennett. Those those are the four guys I think of first. Not that I'm saying like that automatically. Okay, you got four. That's it. That's all all you're allowed to have on a team. more <laughs> right. but. but I just, because it, it comes to Thurman Thomas, I just wonder, like, okay, where is, is his talent Hall of Fame worthy if I have to get to him fifth on that team? But, you know, um, probably. Um, here's another stab about Frank Gore, real quick. He he would be the only, if he was inducted, right, he would be the only Hall of Fame running back without an all-pro team selection. He would be the only one.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I mean... So. I, I can see how that could be an argument against him, but honestly, it, it really depends on how you look at these things. Excuse me. Uh, because I, I, I also think that in a way that, that really just makes the impressive parts about him that much more impressive.
0: Um, the glasses is always half full right. here in football in um, you know, he, he,
1: he was never a, a first-team selection, but, yeah, he. I mean, how many years – do you have this in front of you? How many years yeah. was he in the league? Fourteen years. Fourteen seasons 14 as a seasons. ball carrier. It um, sounds that's, really, really that's awful. Crazy. I mean, we, we, yeah. It's, yeah. But like, we <laughs> we talk about you know the way running backs are you know these days, and fourteen years that's that's like four careers. Basically, um, especially running backs. Yeah, you're right. That's what I mean for a running yeah. back. So, yeah, uh, for maybe maybe four, almost five careers, depending on, on where you you say the average life of a running back is. But uh, so yeah, to do that for 14 years, to never stop putting in the work, such that that like I've said already, he was he was always a real contributor. He wasn't just some token name being carried on a on a roster. Um, he he always factored in, and to do that that long at that position, I, I'm blown away by it.
0: Me too. Yeah. Here's here's one more stat. <laughs> um, okay, so weighted and added value, right? This is another like stat from the nerds here. Pro Football Reference weighted career approximate value. Excuse me, I said it wrong. Um, so a little different than what I was saying earlier about Hall of Fame meter or, or monitor score. This just basically takes into uh, it says the career A.V. is computed by summing 100% of the A.V. of his best season, 95% of his A.V. of his next best season, and 90% of his third best season. So basically, the value he added to his team, they average these three best seasons together. Okay, are you ready for this? L- yeah. Listen to this. So Frank Gore is 94, and that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, like 20th on the list. Guess who has a higher weighted annual career approximate value than he does? And he's not in the Hall of Fame. By the way, and he does ho- he hosts a talk show, or did I'm not sure if he Tony Romo, Tiki Barber,
1: Tiki Barber,
0: Tiki Barber, put
1: him in, Tiki Barber. <laughs> put him
0: in. I'm I'm kind of for it. I thought Tiki Barber was really good.
1: You I know? love Tiki Barber. I was love an excellent watching, player. Uh, Tiki Barber and was it Rondae Barber? Those matchups were great. Yeah, him
0: and the twins, man. They had Rondane on that team. the The irony was that Tiki Barber left. The Giants in 2006. They won a Super Bowl next year.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: So yeah, that's that's kind of. So that's just. It's interesting when you look at some of these lists. Not to like go on a tangent. Listen, there's not a lot to talk about. So I hope this this conversation's interesting at the very least. You know, but when you consider like the players and how they're rated in the Hall of Fame, nowadays analytics are a big part of this. So we have to kind of consider his how they how. The judges, based on his talent, but also like based on, like, if you look at Frank Gore, if you hear the name, it doesn't say Hall of Famer to you immediately. But if you look at some of the added analytics, he's right on the cusp. But it's just interesting to look at some of these other players. We forget in history, Tiki Barber. Like, he was fantastic. And oh, yeah. if you average three his three best seasons together for his value, it's one of the best runs in the history of the NFL as a running back. No pun intended for a run. So I did there? So <laughs> it's interesting. It's very interesting. What's up, Ryan Fitzpatrick? Uh, your lookalike is, uh, <laughs> is 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 retiring. Um, yeah, hell of a player. Uh, you you hit, you hit hit a nail on the head earlier. He basically wore every jersey. Um, I really liked him for the fact that he was just a, a gunslinger. Well, know?
1: yeah, no, I I loved his style of play. Is is exactly. I mean, it's one of the most entertaining styles of play. Very. Very uh, Brett Favre type of type of guy back there. Um, I, I, one of the things I love about Ryan Fitzpatrick is who he is uh, when he's not taking the ball from under center. Um, he's just such an entertaining, uh, uh, you know, energetic, happy person. Um, I, I think I think the league, you know, the fans we're gonna miss watching him play. We're going to miss the story around, you know, one of the most interesting and talented, you know, he's pretty much a, a journeyman quarterback. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think the league is really going to miss him as an ambassador for the league. I mean, he's he's just if – you, if you watch any of his sideline or post-game interviews, uh, the time that he dressed up like Conor McGregor um, – He's just, he's he is the good time that you always want football to be. So I, I'm gonna miss him a lot.
0: It's a great eulogy for his career. I can't I can't agree with you more, man. Just an amazing player. Um I thought he was one of the guys that had a lot of balls in this league. Like not like,
1: you know. Oh well, my God, he no, stepped up to you know, yeah. You know, what just a competitor! Uh, absolute I competitor. Mean, he, yeah. He, he he he. You know, he takes a beating uh, as much as any quarterback ever has, and. uh just just kept competing. Uh, and to bounce around the league the way he did and, and never, you never really saw it get to him. You never saw, oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick getting the boot again, poor guy. That, right. That wasn't the narrative around Ryan Fitzpatrick. He never no, was.
0: Yeah, yeah, he yeah. just kept playing. He just kept playing. And, um, you know, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, just, uh, just could make the throws, man. I remember this one game against New England, because uh, he played for Miami the, at the end of his career, um, we were uh, 2019. So we were trying to get the one seed, right? When there's still two, two, uh, I think, yeah, two buys, right? In the playoffs, uh, and they were in one seed. It was either us or Kansas City. And if we lost, we would go to the wild card round and play Tennessee. Or if we won, we would, you know, get that one seed, uh, or at least something, you know, if not the one. And um, he. Led the Miami Dolphins down the field and threw a touchdown pass to Mike Gesicki in the last few minutes of the game. Had nothing to play for, by the way. Miami was like five and ten at the time. Just doing it for the fans. Just went in there, and won on the road, man. At the in December in New England, you know, incredible. Just an incredible player. Uh, well, you know, not like a, a, you know, Hall of Fame or anything. On top of Frank Gore, but like, just an, he's he's got good memories. Like you said, he's good. He was a good uh, ambassador of the league in a lot of ways. Harvard graduate. Smart guy, you know. Um, had the highest test score on the Wonderlick, <laughs> which was kind of right, fun. Right, right. You know. Um, well, that's
1: an interesting little uh, little fact about him.
0: Right. And just a gunslinger, like I said before. I mean, kind of like a Brett Favre type role, but not nearly as good, obviously. So, the league will miss him um, and his beard. And, uh, wow, you know, just incredible. One last tidbit before we start to wrap it up here. Um <clears throat> Excuse me. There was a article, real quick. I just want to touch base on it on ESPN.com. Um, what do you think about the top ten, top ten remaining free agents that are left? Uh, real quick, obviously, like to, to say Anthony Barr and Adam, and, Dominic and Sue, uh, Odell Beckham. You know, I didn't see the whole list because it's behind a paywall. Of course, ESPN Plus can shove right. it, but. Um, what what did you think about some of the guys in this list, and do you think they're going to land with a team here soon after June first? You know, they don't count against the. Um, I mean, the draft conversation. I, so. I
1: definitely thought that they put the right guy at the top of the list. Um, you know, there's some some great names on that list, but uh, I really see sue as the player that has the most uh, to offer a team that's that's looking to make a real run this year. Um, you know, he's always been a tremendous player on the D-line. He certainly had his issues in Detroit um, on, you know, to his credit, his issues were, they, they felt like off-the-field issues, but they really were always on-the-field issues. He, he had trouble controlling his temper in between the plays and after the whistle on the field. Um, but, uh, but, man, he's really uh, kind of reinvented himself and uh, he's become a real team player. He uh, doesn't doesn't draw all the penalties and and the ire of the media. Um, but uh, the recipe there is for him to be on uh, a a talented D line. He, he's not the sort of player that you want out there to do it all by himself. Um, so I think he makes a lot of sense for teams that are building a big D line. And honestly, I think he would fit really well with the bills. Um, oh the way wow. they're putting that D line together and, and hmm. they're, they seem to really be investing in that side of the of the ball right now because they they certainly have a lot going for them on offense. Um, hmm. but I, and I'm sure there's there's a list of places that he would uh, fit well with and make a lot of sense for, but that's the one that comes to mind for me. They brought in von Miller. You bring in a guy like and Sioux to to shore up the middle of the of the D line and all of a sudden the Bills are looking really dangerous. Interesting. I didn't think of the Bills as like a potential option.
0: But uh because they're kinda of all in for this this playoff run right now. Especially with Vaughn oh, Miller. Yeah. Holy crap, six years hundred and twenty million, you know? Um Jeez. Jesus. Yeah, that's that's a that's a tough one to hear, you know. Um it makes it makes a lot of sense though. You know. In terms of the fit and the player and the potential, another ring. I mean, I think Buffalo, as much as any team, they, you know, AFC is very wide open in a lot of ways because of all the teams that are going to be in it. But Buffalo, I mean, you got the quarterback, you know, <laughs> you got all the pieces, you got a good coach. They, they Yeah, that's a good call. Maybe Dominican Sue could be the last piece. Maybe Odell Beckham, you know, could sign midseason somewhere. I think he would, right? Probably sign midseason.
1: I mean, I, you got to yeah. think Odell Beckham is going to play somewhere, especially once he gets healthy. Right, um, that's that's the big issue for him as a player right now. Is you know, like yes, people know what you can do, and and we certainly saw a different side of you when you got out of Cleveland and and, and found yourself in a better place in, in L.A. Um, so so there's the, he's kind of put to rest some of those questions about whether or not he can be uh you know a team first type of guy. But uh, but the you know the glaring thing is, you know, what what can you do for us now? And it's it's nothing. He can't do anything until he gets healthy.
0: Right. Right. What about a guy like Julio Jones has a whole offseason to get healthy? Do you think he'll be signed Man. or could make an impact?
1: I, I think he'll definitely end up playing somewhere. Um, I think last year took a lot of A lot of the air out of his balloon um, because, man, we were so excited to see him on the offense with A.J. Brown and uh, Derrick Henry and, and, you know, wow, the the Titans looked really good going into the season last year and and they just couldn't get anything going through the air. Um, So, you know, Julio Jones, he hasn't looked like himself since he was with Uh, Matt Ryan Mm -hmm. so so the question is you know can Hmm. he find success with any serviceable quarterback or does it have to be the right quarterback
0: could he could I mean considering Indy's wide receiver the
1: right offense yeah
0: yeah yeah I was gonna say considering Indy's wide receiver position um, or lack thereof you know just with Michael Pittman and that guy they drafted second or third round why not Julio Jones
1: no, why not? Especially why not? for the right yeah. price, and that's right. what I mean. I think, uh, I think somebody out there is going to get a deal on Julio Jones because of the the climate that we're in right now and the year that he's coming off of. He really needs to. If I'm, if I'm Julio Jones's agent, I'm telling him that he needs to think about getting paid next year, not this year. This year, we need to get you on a good team where you're going to get big stats, be a big impact player. And and where you can really capitalize on that, and then we get you paid. Get paid, get paid. Well, we we ain't getting paid for
0: this, but <laughs> this, this certainly is uh, an enjoyment of ours. Again, you we're getting paid in different ways, right?
1: Right. I guess <laughs> so.
0: I guess so. Anyway, so well, that's uh, folks. That's that's what we got this week for the NFL offseason, and and honestly, it's June. So bear with us. Uh, hopefully, we have enough. News to do a, a story week to week or show week to week, and uh, I think uh, as we get closer to the training camp and uh, minicamp, which I think is at the end of this month, correct? Minicamp, something like
1: that. I think you're right.
0: Yeah. Then there should be more and more roll roll through as we go along here. So, um, well, ever, uh,
1: hopefully, uh, my fingers are crossed that we get some developments on these yeah. things that I can't stop speculating on. Right. You know, where's Baker Mayfield going to play? Oh, uh, right. that that sort of stuff. Nothing, nothing has developed in that story for weeks now. Literally. Um, <laughs> so it'll be really exciting if something happens with any of these players that are sort of in limbo right now. Right. Um, but uh, no, I've really enjoyed having these conversations about the retirees and and potential Hall of Famers. Um, so it's been really fun.
0: Could be more. We'll see. I, I think as we get towards June, there there there, there tends to be more and. Probably more signees, um, which we didn't go over this week, but maybe we get to next week. Uh, after June 1st, there's no hit on the draft compensation for teams, so they can sign veterans and anybody that's in the free agency right now. So that's a kind of an important point because there's spots on the rosters and there's veterans out there that want to play, like Akeem Hicks. So right. he's on the Bucks. Yeah. Anywho. I'm uh, Bobby Law on Instagram, we're at Football in General Podcasts on Instagram. He's at Trevgio Dude on Instagram. Folks, it's June, which means you're inside because it's hot, or you're out at the lake. <laughs> you got <laughs> you have your phone on you at all times, and probably a Bluetooth or some sort of boombox or something. But regardless, why would you not put it on, right? Football in general, fifty fifty episodes in the archives. Um, you can go through like all the recaps and stuff when things were really weird and we had not so great themes. In fact, it might get a new theme here. <laughs> so keep, keep, keep in mind for that. Otherwise, uh, Trev, do you have anything else to say before we jump off here?
1: No, just uh, that it's uh, been fun as always.
0: All right. It'll continue to be fun as we go along through the summer and head into the season. It's only two months away from starting the preseason. Woo. Um, until next time, we're out.